Hi, and welcome to the 10th episode of Menopause Buddies. I can't believe we've reached 10 episodes already. The time has flown. And in that time, we've discussed all sorts of things relating to the perimenopause and menopause, including brain fog, depression, thyroid issues, incontinence issues, pelvic floor issues, rages. And we've also discussed the impact of the menopause on working life. And that's been a big one. And we've had about three episodes on that already. And I can see that that is going to continue to be a big one because what is important is that we do work out how to retain women at this stage in life and work that we work out that we can we can do it. We can be kind, we can be supportive, and we can actually make sure that women feel valued and understood at this stage in life. So this week I'm joined by Sarah. And Sarah is from Denmark. And that is another thing that I really enjoy doing is speaking to women from different parts of the world, because I think it helps us all understand that we're all in this together, we're all connected, and we can all help each other. We in the UK are quite fortunate to be ahead of the curve in terms of talking about the menopause and having access to talking about it, to treatment for it, to being open to talking about it, because in some countries there isn't that possibility still. So, I'm now going to speak to Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Annie. How are How you? How are you? Uh, I'm very well, thank you. And you? I'm good, thank you. Happy good. to be here. D delighted to have you. Um, would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, Sarah? Yes. Yes, my name is Sarah and uh, I live in uh, the greater Copenhagen area in Denmark. I'm um, I'm 49 years old and I'm a single parent. And uh, in regards to uh, to jobs, I've worked uh, more than 20 years in in, uh, in marketing. And would you like to share or tell us about your menopause journey? Yes, I um, I went into menopause quite early. I would say I saw the more tangible signs around 46, maybe even 45. I'm not sure. But at least at 46, I was pretty sure this is menopause. Yeah. The pattern was my, you could say my patterns of, uh, of menstruation and so on. It was all over the place. Um, right. So that was one thing I recognized from what I knew about uh, menopause i thought something is happening to my uh, cycle yeah so um and at one point i i um i was uh, bleeding so much i had to go to the doctor and say i, I don't know what's wrong with me uh, and they gave me some pills to stop it i would say it scared me a bit um, yeah I, I I didn't know it could be like that and um, so I thought something was wrong with me something was you know I, I like I have maybe I had a, a serious disease or something yeah um, so that that was quite I would say a rough start uh, and what pills did they give you to stop the bleeding I'm not sure. It, yeah, I, I, I don't know what type of pills they were, but they, they would stop my the bleeding. Yeah, yeah, okay. So it, it, it wasn't like birth control or something like that that would put me into a, a cycle. It was something to stop the bleeding. Yeah. Um, because it was uncomfortable to 
to be bleeding like a lot for for two weeks and and did they then confirm that you were in menopause or, or not at that stage when i went uh, it was uh, not my own doctor it was because my own doctor was on vacation it, this was a summer vacation time so i spoke to uh, to another one and um i just said what could this be and and the person just told me that um well, it's 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 quite natural when you get a bit older as a woman, your your cycle can start to change. So, um, but we just to be sure, we will schedule for you to see a gynecologist in a short while. So, right. so that was the next step to go to a gynecologist and you could say have a checkup and make sure it was not something dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And 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 did so when you saw the gynecologist, did they then confirm? Yes, the gynecologist yeah. uh, told me everything looks fine. You 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 do not have uh, any indications of of any other serious diseases. Um, and uh, he said to me, "Your menopause journey is has started. I can just recommend you." Um, to have a, like a hormonal IUD put in. I didn't feel comfortable doing that. So <laughs> I, I said, I need to think about that. Yeah. And I went back to, after the vacation time, I went back to my own doctor and um, she just said, yeah, yeah, it's, it's absolutely what we would recommend you because that would, as you could say, stabilize your... Um, how your body reacts will be in a, in a softer way. So I was prescribed to go back to the gynecologist and, and have this IUD put, put in. Right. Okay. But I never went. Oh. <laughs> 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 and, and then, then did you do anything else? I um no, I mean, f from then on, I um I started to feel other um other symptoms yeah i started to wake up uh, in the middle of the night and and have these heat flashes not not like i've heard some women have that are like sweating through their sheets at night and it was not to that extent but i might have like one or two hours during the night where i felt really warm yeah and was tossing and turning in my bed. I just, you could say, sort of let that happen. Yeah. Because I had decided that I didn't want that IUD put in. Right. So you were going to do it on your own. I was going to do it on my own. Yeah. I think I went to the like to the drugstore and 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 looked at um, some pills that might help, like more natural. Um, medications but I thought no it's I'm not sure it, it can help me really so I ended up taking nothing and I've gone through it like that and I'm not sure if if I would say I would recommend it as such I, <laughs> I, I, I know I know many people end up use taking the hormonal IUD. Is that the standard treatment in Denmark, uh, the IUD? Do, do, do you know if they prescribe hormone replacement therapy, like pills or patches or? 
I haven't heard about it. I mean, they they might do now, and I'm just not uh, aware of it. Yes, it was yeah. not something that was mentioned at all when when I talked to them. And um, I mean, this is only three four years ago. So you've managed to get through it yourself quite well. And, and you do you think you're still going through it and managing your symptoms? Another symptom that I had was facial hair. And I have a little funny, or I would say maybe embarrassing story to tell here. Um, the situation is that I'm sitting on uh, the sofa next to my son. And at that time, he's approximately seven. And we're sitting quite close. And out of the blue, he looks at me and he says, Mom, you always look great. But honestly, I think you look better without the mustache, Mom. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? <laughs> and then, of course, I had to go and uh, look in the mirror. And I saw these uh, dark hairs on my upper lip. So suddenly I had, um, that was another symptom, I would say. So my menopause journey was rather short. I would Goodness. say it felt intense, but short. Yeah. So approximately one and a half years, maybe two. Wow, lucky you. Yes. I, 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 I hear stories from other women where they are in this for for maybe five, eight, ten years. Um, so I understand in, in that sense that I'm lucky. Yeah, wow. And yeah. Um, so I had maybe two years, one and a half, where my menstruation was at the beginning, like I said, really crazy, and then it just sort of disappeared. And um, those were, you could say, the most tangible symptoms. You have been very lucky. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and in terms of, because it's always interesting to, to hear about other countries, because uh, to compare to your own country, in terms of the menopause in Denmark, is it something that you know you could speak about at the time? Were you quite comfortable? Um, is it are people very open there about talking about it? How is it for women going through the menopause in in Denmark? Yes, at least at that time, already now during those four years since then, I, I see more information and uh, more people talking about it openly, but yeah. still not to a point where I would think this is. We have broken the taboo because I would definitely say it's sort of a taboo here. That's interesting, isn't it? Because one would assume that because Denmark from the outside seems to be a very open country about all sorts of things, you would expect or anticipate that it also would be about the menopause. Absolutely. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to say that in, in this sense, we are not a front runner. Um, at least that's not my experience. And I did feel that it was something you just didn't talk about. Oh. So when I mentioned it once in a while, I felt, like, felt just maybe the conversation would totally die out. Like oh. I said something that was not something other people wanted to, to talk about. Was that to friends or to colleagues? Maybe mo most colleagues, 
people right. would uh, feel sort of um, embarrassed, I would say, if I would uh, mention something. So in, in um, when you're in a setting where um, even with friends, it, it, it's not a topic that people like to, to talk about. It, um, it pressures some sort of um, embarrassment and, and fear triggers in people, definitely. And, and that's still? Yes, I, I still feel that when I mention it once in a while. If, 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 if the subject comes up and I say, yeah. I already went through, it people look at me with big eyes and <laughs> amazement and uh, only the really close people to me will then maybe ask questions yeah I, I guess because you've gone through it quite early you'll get more questions as people are going through it they'll be curious won't they and want to know your experience yes i, I think that's true i, I see uh, um, friends of my own age are, are, are getting more uh, curious now if i mention it because i think they understand it it may happen to them within a, a couple of years yes yeah i i guess one of the things and it it, it has changed quite a lot in the uk since one of our uh, celebrities uh, did a uh, documentary on the menopause and created a huge awareness and that has been ongoing probably for the last four or five years but since then people are talking about it a lot more but i think prior to that it was and it's probably still is if you're in your 40s and you might look like you're in your 30s, your body knows you're in your 40s, but you don't want people to know you're in your 40s. So there's still that element of not admitting that you're going through the menopause or at the age that you could be going through the menopause because then you have to reveal that you're actually older then you look and that is quite <laughs> yes. hard yes but i'm glad to hear that um, awareness is going up in your country there's also uh, a, a few, you could say, um, famous Danish women who might have written books about it. Um, so, so slowly, I would say, it's becoming more and more uh, normal to talk about it. And, and I think it's, it's so important because when we don't talk about it, hide it, when it then happens to you, like it happened to me a bit early, I didn't know anything about it, so I didn't recognize the signs. And I ended up feeling uneasy, anxious, scared, because I felt my body was changing. I, I didn't feel I could tell anybody, and when I told them, they sort of brushed me off. I think also because menopause can bring along not only the physical symptoms, but also psychological you, you may feel, go through a period of time where you feel anxious and it can be because of the menopause. And um, I think people are not aware of this. And um, so we just kind of suffer in silence. I think we do. And um, I think at the initial stage, as you said, you know, there's, there's that scary time when you don't know what it is. Yes. And when you find out what it is, there's relief. But then, as you were going through it, probably before any of your contemporaries, you, you feel more isolated, don't you? Because you have no one to share with. And I think as women, we're very good at sharing, but you have to find people who can share. And I think, you know, as you say, four years ago, it was too early for this, you know, new era we have where people are getting used to talking about it, maybe not as much in Denmark, but you know, it sounds like things are heading in the right direction. And the more we talk about it, the more normalized it is because it's completely normal. It's a, it's a natural process that we will all go through. 
Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 half of the <laughs> world's population who will go through it if we're lucky enough to live long enough to, yes. to, yeah. to experience it. So. Um, and everyone else is affected by it, be they people, you know, partners we live with, colleagues we work with, um, children we have. So it affects everyone. Yes, really. absolutely. And and they need to know about it as well, don't they, really? That the whole education needs to be for everybody. Yes, exactly. I, I, I think that's so important. Uh, often here, you hear, if, if, if you see a... a um, a woman who is acting, you could say, uh, a bit hysterically or uh, um, being a bit angry. People yeah. say, ah, maybe she's uh, on her way to menopause. And right. people will look at each other and laugh a little bit. Mm. Like, hmm, all right, we know what she's like then. And I think that's... Um, I think it's so important that not only the women understand, but everyone understands because uh, jokes and behavior like that keeps the taboo and, and keeps this very, um, uh, a picture of it, which is very, has very few nuances. I, I think that's, uh, that, that's um, sad and it, uh, it, it won't help. It doesn't help me as a woman going through it that, that that people sort of laugh about me or even if it wasn't me as as a personally but we need to understand more what it is that we go through and not just ridicule it and ridicule it as a hysterical woman woman yes because it then reinforces that taboo doesn't it because then you don't want to talk about it because you're being stereotyped as a a crazy angry woman but all you need is support and understanding Support and understanding that, and uh, a feeling that uh, it's it's not the end of the world that I'm not fertile any longer. It's not like I'm losing all of my femininity um, from one day to the other. Suddenly, understanding that um, and appreciation that I, as we as women are, we still have so much to offer, even though we've gone through menopause. We are still important in this world. Yes, and it's actually quite sad that we have to say that. Yes. Because we shouldn't need to say that. It is we are we're the same people. We just have our eggs our egg shop is shut and we're the same. Yes. Exactly. And yeah, it's that that's the 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 sad thing, but hopefully the tide is turning in um both of our countries but in, in terms of the workplace is that i guess because now in the uk there is a lot more um support for women um in going through the menopause so in terms of there will be menopause groups within companies there will be policies to to help women I, is there anything similar happening in denmark that you're aware of no i I've, i haven't heard of anything like that i mean that sounds amazing that's yeah it's interesting isn't it no, it's just, it started here i would say in the last couple of years and um, the, the this was certainly the hr people that i've spoken to they are all looking at certain aspects that they can change for women and and just have it is that understanding and uh making certain policies that make it easier for people and not that they're not embarrassed um, and some companies run talks, menopause talks for the whole companies, men as well, so that they understand. And 
I think the feedback is that everyone benefits from them and have a greater understanding of each other. Yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds great uh, to have a talk like that, uh, which can raise the awareness um, among all employees. I, I I think that's a great idea. Oh, you'll have to be, spread. <laughs> you'll have to become a champion, Sarah. You can yes. start the process <laughs> in your company. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I think that also the message, um, I mean, you've gone through it quite early, but you know, you finished, you're at the other side and life goes on and we're no different. I think that's that's an important message, isn't it? So once you come out the other side, you will get out the other side and you'll be fine. Exactly, you'll be fine. And um, actually in, in, in some ways, some, some things have changed for the better for me. It's like it's it's um, I would say it's a, it's a new phase of my life. It's it's in a very good way. I feel more um, at ease and more relaxed about me and who I am. Where I might ten or fifteen years ago I might worry uh, what people thought about me or do I, what I look like or I. I I don't worry so much about these things anymore. I am um, I'm more comfortable somehow with myself. And uh, I've also uh, made a decision that I will uh, let my hair grow gray now. No more dyeing the hair and 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 um because I just want to embrace myself in a diff- different way and uh, embrace this new stage of my life where I am getting older and there are so many good things about it. And uh, I, yeah, I just, I really want to want to embrace that. Oh, I think that's a wonderful message that, yeah, that is a wonderful message. And I think if our listeners can take that away, that, you know, you're embracing aging and everything that goes with it and it's all been very positive, then anyone who's going through it, you'll be fine. And I think that's a wonderful message. But yes. um, thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. And it's been fascinating to hear how things are done or for the menopause in, in Denmark. And thank you so much, Annie, for making these uh, podcasts and making us all uh, know much more about menopause across countries. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that 10th episode of Menopause Buddies and finding out about Sarah's journey and what it's like for women in Denmark going through the menopause. Join me next week for another episode. And if you'd like to be on the podcast, please contact me on annie at menopausebuddies.co.uk.